This episode first aired on Radio DePaul, Chicago's College Connection. Hello, I'm Shanira, and welcome to the Chini Chronicles on Radio DePaul, your one stop for pop culture on college radio. Welcome to Rock the Clock 2022. This is the Chinny Chronicles. Oh, wow. Okay. So this is pressure right now. But um, anyways, so today is um, the first day of Rock the Clock 2022, where we are raising money for, was it the um, <laughs> Richard and Lurie Hospital? <laughs> but anyways, so um, today is Rock the Clock where we are doing a 48-hour live stream broadcast, and we're doing it to raise money. And um, all the proceeds go to the Larry Hospital. So if you could please go to Radio DePaul and go to the link and donate some money. And if you donate any type of money during this hour, please write in the description that Cheney Chronicles sent you. But, um, yeah, so I'm going to be talking about various things. Um, first things first, I'm going to be talking about Selling Sunset. Okay, so the overall theme today is me talking about reality TV shows that I've been sort of obsessed with that came out within, like, the last, like, six months or so. So, like, the shows I'm going to talk about is um, Selling Sunset, Selling Tampa, and then the latest being uh, da, 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 Love is Blind, the second season, uh, which is currently on. Um, the second part of that season came out was it earlier today. Um, I haven't finished watching that. But anyways, so like I said, I'm going to start off with Selling Sunset. And the latest season came out um, later last year. It was like the fourth season, uh, which is crazy to think about that I really watched four seasons of that show. I don't... I don't for me, it do, it does not feel like it um it was um four four seasons, but um this latest season was pretty much if you watch the show religiously like I do, it's pretty much Christine versus everyone else, and Christine is the villain of the season, as she's kind of has been for the entirety of the show. Um, but um the difference between the other three seasons and this was the fourth season. Okay, yeah. So, the difference between this season and the other seasons that, like, with Christine being the quote-unquote villain, it wasn't, like, something serious. It wasn't as serious as it has been, um, as it was this season. Um, the other season was kind of, like, a little joking caricature that, um, Christine liked to, like, feed into. Um, with this last season, it became more serious a lot of the drama happened off camera and a lot of it was a he say she said um so pretty much the rest of the girls um didn't really like christine's antics and the things she was saying about them um if you don't know uh selling sunset if the title didn't like give it away um is basically a group of women in um hollywood who are realtors in the Oppenheim Group. And Oppenheim Group is, wait, let me enunciate. The Oppenheim 
group, which is um, headed by these two twins, um, Jason Offenheim, and then the other one, who <laughs> doesn't really say anything. Um, I should know his name, but um, Jason and his twin. I'm googling, you can hear me typing because I'm googling it. <laughs> but um, yes, Jason and Brett Oppenheim. <laughs> uh, it was kind of hard to remember Brett because he doesn't really say much of anything. Um, Jason does much of the talking, and yeah. But anyways, so that's what that is about, and it's basically a group of these women working with the Oppenheim twins in the Oppenheim group. So one. One of the, like, first beefs that um, Christine kind of had was with Chriselle, who was, uh, was, I don't know what season. She was introduced the first season? I don't know. Okay, she was new at one point, and um, she was, she is ex-wife of um, one of the actors in This Is Us. I think his name was Justin Hartley. And it ended up divorcing, which was like a whole plot point at some point. Um, but their beef kind of started when Chriselle was asking questions about another uh, castmate's relationship. This castmate was named Mary. And Mary and Christine were very much best friends. And Christine was kind of like defending Mary and saying like, oh, you shouldn't question Mary's relationship and who she's... Because Mary was engaged at the time and she was ready to marry someone. Um, so, with that situation, I kind of say that, like, um, this other castmate named Davina, uh, Davina and um, Chriselle were having a conversation about Mary and her relationship. And uh, they both were, like, kind of confronted about, like, what they were talking about. And, like, from, like, what I remember, it kind of felt like Davina kind of like let Chriselle kind of left her out to dry a little bit and kind of like let Chriselle take all the fall for it, making it seem like a Chriselle was just like, you know, talking just to talk about Mary's relationship. And there's another person in that conversation, but um, Davina kind of like snaked her way, way out of that one. But, um, that is like one point of their beef. Um, uh, Mary uh, kind of like evolved to like Mary taking Chriselle's side because she didn't really think Chriselle meant it in like a horrible way. Um, Chriselle did an interview with Vulture where she alleged that Christine planted false rumors about her relationship with her ex-husband, Justin Hartley. Um, she alleged that Christine spread rumors that she was hooking up with someone else while she was with her husband or in the midst of the divorce. I don't know. Uh, she just said that uh, Christine was like putting out rumors that she was hooking up with somebody. And more recently, Christine alleged that um, Chriselle and Jason, Jason Oppenheim, yes, the boss, were um a thing before they actually were so um as you know uh jason and um jason and Chriselle became a thing and that's kind of like a plot point of what 
in the upcoming season. I believe it's the second part of the season. Yes, they're just kind of like spread apart. But, um, it's quite interesting to think about, like, Jason's kind of, like, dated, like, a couple people in the office. Now he was, um, dating Grishel, which he broke up a couple months ago. But, um, yeah, so there, there's there's that beef between Christine and Grishel. Um, the other beef that Christine had was, was Mary. And, as I just mentioned, Mary kind of, like, took... Chriselle's side in regards to like the whole um Chriselle talking about Mary and her relationship and uh, so she kind of like was sympathetic towards um you know good luck um but um yeah so she kind of like took Chriselle's side over Christine and Christine didn't like that and Mary was becoming friends more with other people and Christine was not liking it at all so that's kind of like where they fell out and, and one of those people happened to be, um, the girl that, um, dated Christine's ex. That, that's a whole different thing. Christine versus Emma, that was a whole different, um, beef. But anyways, so the next beef that Christine had was versus Heather. And they were friends, but, um, Heather felt like Christine talked neg- negatively about her relationship with Tarek. And in during this latest season, uh, Heather kind of like made a comment where she said that Heather comes off as a sweet person, but she's easily swayed. So that kind of like added to it as well. Another thing that I, uh, the, uh, what I just mentioned was um, Christine versus Emma. Who is Emma? Um, Emma was dating one of Christine's exes and um apparently they were dating this guy at the same time and apparently christine had seen them walking down the street once so they have two different accounts of how this happened um emma says that she was trying to drive out and like you know drive away and drive home but um christine ended up cutting her off and then christine got out of the car and like started banking on her window and screaming uh, Christine obviously was like that's not how it happened and she said that she wasn't screaming and yelling that she was actually very calm um so that's like the whole season pretty much revolved like this beef between Christine and Emma were was pretty much like the center point of like the beef because Christine did like the fact that like you know, Emma was dating this person allegedly at the same time as she was. She even, like, said that this guy that, the, this guy that they're, like, sort of fighting over was, like, allegedly, uh, the love of his, love of her life at one point and, like, even, like, proposed to her. Uh, which was, like, which was another thing. Um, but, um, so, like, pretty much everybody was, like, taking the sides of, like, Emma and saying that, like, they were not dating at the same time and like whatever whatever so that's pretty much everybody like going against Christine because they did not like her antics they did not like the stuff that she was saying about everybody um Christine alleged that like like I just said um she alleged that this ex of hers had like pretty much proposed to her and like gave her a ring um she tried to include her friend Davina, 
Athena thought I mentioned earlier. She tried to include Davina in this lie. Uh, I forgot, like, what the lie specifically was. But she tried to, like, include Davina in this lie without, like, really telling Davina that she was included in this lie. So, and it, the lie didn't make sense, allegedly, because even even Davina said that, like, the lie didn't make sense because she didn't um, know. She didn't know Christine at the point or moment that the like the lie was about so it didn't really make sense for like Davina to know such information so it's kind of funny that like she kind of got mad at Davina about like saying that to other people but don't don't include people in your lie without them knowing that it's kind of like a bad thing but um that's pretty much like what that's pretty much what the whole season was about everybody versus um christine and christine recently uh went on she went on ease daily pop and she pretty much talked about how like the show was extremely edited and she pretty much wasn't allowed to like explain herself pretty much um she wasn't allowed to like like the way that the editing was made she wasn't allowed to like respond to what the girls were saying to edit out all the things that she was talking about and all the things that she said um so yeah there's there's that like little trauma but um yeah so it's just i kind of like can't agree with christine where like these reality tv shows they tend to like edit out a lot of stuff where they don't really they have like this specific you know storyline or narrative that they want to push for the season and i guess the narrative is that christine is like burning all these riches with everyone so so there's selling sunset um selling tampa is pretty much a spin-off of selling sunset and it's pretty much an all-woman woman of color cast in tampa bay florida and they also are realtors. They um, are part of Allure, Allure Realty, who, which is led by Sherelle Rosado, who is in a relationship with Chad Ochocinco Johnson. So I don't know if anybody knows him, but he was an NFL player who played for the Cincinnati Bagels. Bengals, not bagels. <laughs> bagels. Uh, but yeah, he was on number 85, hence Ocho Cinco Part, which is not really grammatically correct in Spanish, but I guess that's kind of like the whole joke of it. But anyways, so there was drama within um, Selling Sunset, Selling Tampa, of course. Uh, I wish I could get through all of it before um, the half hour is over. But um, so um, there's this um, one woman named Rena who is like one of the best selling realtors there. Uh, she felt like her um, accomplishments for the realty was being overlooked. And she felt like, for for one instance, she was um, left out of a marketing photo during an event. Uh, this event was to show off this multi-million dollar listing in order to get a buyer. So she, there was like this marketing photo for the realty and she was not in the photo. And she just found found it interesting that 
um, despite being one of the top selling realtors at Allure, she wasn't in the photo, and she made the argument that there are plenty of photos that they could have seen, could have done, or could have, like, used, but they chose the one that wasn't, you know, with her in it. So she didn't really enjoy that. Uh, there's also another thing where, like, the pay cut, where, um, the pay cut in ways where, um, Allure, the realty, gets a certain percentage, and then the realtor themselves gets the other, you know, portion of the cut. So, like, Allure was getting, uh, was getting, like, what, it got, like, what, it rose, it rose while the portion that the realtors got, um, went down. So, Rena kind of, like, had an issue with that, where she was like, okay, kind of messing with my money now, I'm getting less money, and I'm, Apparently, he's going to the realty, but I'm not really enjoying the fact that I'm getting less money now. So, that was a whole argument between her and Sherelle. Um, one storyline throughout the, like, season was that, like, she was kind of flirting with the idea of, like, having her own realty and, like, spinning off from Sherelle. Uh, she had brought the ideas to Colony and Anne who are the other two really high-selling realtors. So she was not only trying to, like, do another um, realty away from Sherelle, she was also trying to, like, poach one of their, like, two of their best um, uh, realtors. So that was, like, a conflict on its own. But that, she, by the end of the season, she didn't, she hadn't made a move on, like, actually buying and doing her own like brokerage or whatever um so i'm pretty sure that's like gonna be a thing in season two um one of one one of the funniest moments of the season had had to be alexis yay i really want to root for her but like she makes it so hard for me to do so um she was not that great of a realtor um she did she did really bad during a showing of a listing um, I believe it was, like, a $90 million house, and she said that, like, the tax was, like, 60000 or something, 6000 or 60000 the tax was, like, completely inaccurate, and she, and the showing was, like, so awkward, where she's like, oh, the grass is so green, and the nature, um, She's like, do you do you grill outside or inside? It is so awkward. It was so bad. And there's another realtor named Tennille. She she's been had a problem with Alexis, cause she 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 kind of like already knew in her heart that like Alexis Alexis wasn't real that great a realtor. So she just didn't she didn't like the fact that she um, had to be paired up with her. So um. What I mean, so what I mean by like being paired up with her is the fact that like, um, Sherelle pretty much was like, Tennille, you need to take Alexis, you know, under your wing and kind of show her the way. So, um, Tennille did that, and that's where like this listing that went horribly, that's where that listing came from. So, um, there's just like this whole conversation about how like Tennille pretty much had to like clean up the mess and like, you know, um, apologize on Alexis's behalf 
Alexis ended up getting fired um, later that season because of how bad that listening was and she just wasn't pulling her weight. And it was just like this whole dramatic moment where um, there was at a dinner, was it in Miami or somewhere in like her Alexis and Tennille kind of like, you know, got into like this heated argument or whatever. It was just so bad. But um, yeah, Alexis <laughs> got fired and she was pretty much, she told Sherelle, oh, I feel like you're giving up on me. <laughs> that was so funny, but like, I wanted to like feel bad for her, but it's just like, I, I couldn't because it's just like, you didn't do your job <laughs> that great. But um, so that was, that was a pretty like funny moment to me. But like, I told my sister, I was like, I kind of like, I'm kind of rooting for her. I, I want to root for her. I want her to do well, but like, yikes. Um, but lastly, um, Joanna, uh, she is pretty much Sherelle's, um, right-hand woman. And everyone called her HR because of how, like, she was, like, pretty much doing everything that Sherelle wanted her to do. Um, her storyline was that, like, um, she was going through a divorce but didn't really tell anyone until, like, towards the ending of the season. So that was her storyline. And then... The two that I mentioned earlier was an Anne and um, Anne and Colony. They're like really good friends, and they were the two um, realtors that um, Raina wanted to poach. And Colony wasn't really trying to like be part of it, while Anne was like kind of like leaning into it. So they had like this whole feud where they were kind of like fighting about it. Like why was because Colony is like why would you want to join her? Why don't you try to be loyal to Sherelle? And then, like, Anna's like, I want to go where I'm appreciated. So, like, they had this whole thing for a few episodes where, like, they couldn't see eye to eye. But eventually they made up. So, yeah, those those are, like, the pretty much dramatic storylines for the season. Um, it looks like, also, they also made it, like, a thing where, like, oh, this is such a family to do the... And it's just, like, it's kind of like I hate those stuff in environments where you know, their family or whatever, because families can be pretty toxic. And that is, like, exemplified in, in these shows about, like, uh, about the workplaces. So if, like, so if you're, like, interviewing for a job and they tell you that this, that the place you're applying for is, like, a family, please run the other way. It usually means that the workplace is extremely toxic and people are way too comfortable. So run the other way Ooh, it is 9 30 so i'm gonna do a little ad spot that i have to read for Pacino's pizza okay uh radio to paul thanks Pacino's pizza for sponsoring our 11th annual annual rock the clock event for 44 years Pacino's of lincoln park has proudly supported the paul university its students faculty staff and extended families have it delivered or stop and try Chicago's original stuffed pizza or grab a bite of some of their specialty pizzas, like their broccoli Pacino Sim pizza or the barbecue chicken pizza. They've also got a great selection of salads, pastas, and sandwiches. Head over to Pacino's on 20, 2204 North Lincoln Avenue for carryout or order delivery. Uh, Pacino's of Lincoln Park, taste Chicago history. Um, also, Radio DePaul will be broadcasting live from 6 p.m. all the way until 11 p.m. tonight 
all ready to Paul and to Paul affiliated guests will receive half off, half off pizza and non-alcoholic drinks during our time at Pacino's. Um, donate a minimum of five dollars with the comment pizza time for a chance to win a twenty dollar Pacino's gift card. So there's that. So if you want to visit Pacino's, you can get yourself some pizza, non-alcoholic drinks. We're not getting people drunk tonight. We're not going to be responsible to that, for that. <laughs> but anyways, um, so now I'm going to go on a music break. And um, hmm. uh, the first song that I'm going to play is um, Wild Side by Normani future and Cardi B and then after that I'm going to play Lotto Southside okay these are the clean versions so I made sure of that but um we'll play an ad first yes it is okay so let me talk for five seconds because it's playing an ad yes I'm using YouTube okay here we <laughs> here we are Welcome back to Radio LaPaul. <laughs> Rock the Clock 2022. This is a 48-hour um, broadcast for... This is on autoplay, and I hate that. But anyways, anyways, <laughs> back to the topics at hand. Um, but um, yeah, so this is a Rock the Clock 2022. We are raising money for the Leary Hospital. So um, if you could go to RadioLaPaul.com, you should see the link. So one of the first things you should see, try to donate as much as you can. So if you donate during this hour, please put in that you uh, donated in the name of the Chini Chronicles. Okay. So um, the last thing that I kind of like want to talk about for like the last 20 minutes is um, Love is Blind Season 2. I'm currently like live tweeting it as like I'm watching it. Um, Kind of like giving my very like brash opinions on it. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so this season, for me personally, this season is full of drama, but, like, the couples themselves are, like, trembling, and they don't work. So if you don't know, um, Love, of, Love is Blind is another Netflix reality TV show. It's this love show, and, and the, the title kind of, like, sort of gives it away, where, like, these couples don't ever see each other, and they are in these pods and they're like sort of like are dating and they don't see each other until they propose and usually they're in those pods for like a few weeks so they're like literally talking to people through a wall they don't physically see one another until they pop the question essentially and they're in there for like two three weeks so it's it's like this love experiment and I enjoyed, I enjoyed the first season immensely because I, because I feel like with the um, first season of every reality show is probably like the realest you're going to get with that show. Because I feel like once a show gets popular and it kind of like gets a lot of fans, the I feel like the more seasons it gets, I feel like the less genuine people become. 
it becomes easier for people just to come on and just you know get cloud or whatever but um i enjoyed the first season i feel like this season like i said it, it gives us the drama but i feel like the couple themselves are like crumbling and they're not really like great for each other and it kind of like felt rushed a little bit because i don't know with the um first season i feel like there were more episodes in regards to like the pods while with this season it was only five episodes and it just seemed rushed but um so there's a lot of messiness when it comes to these um couples um a lot of there's a couple of triangles and there's like some issues <laughs> to say the least so the first love triangle has to be between Mallory, Salvador, and Jared. Okay, so both Salvador and Jared felt strongly about Mallory. And Jared pretty much asked Mallory, yeah, he asked her, he said, if I were to propose right now, what would you say? So, Mallory told him that her heart was more with Salvador and pretty much told him that if he were to propose right now, she would say no. And she'll go to Salvador. The interesting thing about that is that instead of this being like a regular triangle, it's like sort of a square a little bit. Because Jared had a little, he had strong feelings for another girl um, named Ayana. I hope I'm getting these names right. <laughs> I think I am. But anyways. So, um, he had feelings, strong feelings for Ayana. So he asked that question. He's like, if I were to propose you, propose you right now, what would you say? She ends up saying, like, no, I, wouldn't, I would say no. So pretty much he takes that. He's like, okay, she wouldn't want to be with me. So he runs back to Ayana, and sooner or later he proposes to her. So there's this lingering, obviously there's this lingering question of if Mallory would have said yes, he wouldn't have. So pretty much Mallory was his first choice. So that's kind of like a lingering over the relationship, which I'll talk about later. Um, and also it's like kind of awkward between Mallory and Salvador because like you can kind of see that there's like a little bit of like chemistry between Mallory and Jared because um, there's this um, little get together party um, when they're in Mexico and the little resorts and all the couples. So they're like, they were at the bar talking for like God knows how long. So clearly there's still that connection. Um, there's also another there's also another like sort of like triangle square situation. Um it was Shane and Natalie and Shayna and her dude. I don't know if his name is Nick, because I think there's another guy named Nick. So I'm not sure about his name. I'm blanking on his name. Um I'm not going to look that up right now, unless you want to hear me tapping away on the keyboard. But, um, so yeah, um, Shayna and the guy that she was originally with, they had opposing religious views. Where he was atheist and Shayna was completely into her, was it Catholic or Christian faith? Crazy enough. Um, he proposed and she said yes anyway. Um, she got into that relationship and they were engaged but she wasn't fully honest about how she felt about Shane she still had feelings for Shane because her Shana and Shane had a thing and 
she wants to upfront about her feelings with Shane. So she, after after her dude proposed to her, she ended up going back to Shane after she already said yes to another proposal. She went back to Shane and she con- finally confessed her feelings, which which honestly her saying yes to a proposal and then running back and admitting her feelings for some other guy is just the beginning of her messiness. So I'll get to that later. But she ended up confessing her feelings to Shane after she already said yes to this dude. Um, so, and then, um, when her and, when Shayna and the dude that, I keep blanking on his name, because I want to call him Nick, but I, there's, Nick is the other guy, it's another guy in the show, so his name is not Nick, I want to call him Kyle, what's his name Kyle? I don't know, for the sake of my horrible memory, I'm going to call him Kyle, um, so Shayna and Kyle, I hope I'm correct. Um, but anyway, so Shannon and Kyle then go to Mexico with the rest of these couples and like um the um conversation about religion kinda comes up but like they don't really talk about it that much. And they talk about it in a sense of like, Oh yeah, well at least this Kyle at least says, Oh yeah, we can work through it But you it's clear with what we know of her admitting her feelings to Shane and then, like, this whole religion thing. It was clear that it wasn't going to work. <laughs> um, they, were trying to, they were trying to thug it out a little bit. But, like, on her end, we knew that it was never going to work. Um, she requested that they sleep in separate rooms for the first night being in the hotel in Mexico. Um, was it, like, the next day or the couple of days days later she ended up leaving the resort altogether went home went back to the states left left him alone in that resort which was horrible um he ended up leaving behind her so those two didn't even make it to the um to the party that i was just talking about um so they they had they had their issues um so this kind of like boils over a little bit where we see Kyle and Shayna trying to work it out. They kind of go back to the conversation but they don't really. So it just comes to a head where they finally just break up. And you know what's interesting? that This was filmed in Chicago. This season was filmed in Chicago. I'm kind of mad about that. that I didn't see any of like the film because like they like filmed in places that like I usually go to or like at least I go by like so like their little I say this because Kyle and Shayna broke up on the river walk and I feel like it was during it's at the place there's like only like a couple places you can be on the river walk I'm like there, there's several places but I feel like it was at a place that I usually go by um if I think they were by the mart which is like where I go right past on the train and where I've been to a couple of times so like it was it was interesting seeing them there but yeah this whole this season was filmed in Chicago so I, I was I'm kind of like mad that I never saw a film crew because I, I, I think I remember seeing like a poster for it for the new season and I was like okay that's like they're not filming here turns out they did but anyways so they ended up breaking up on the Riverwalk 
sort of romantic, sort of romantic way to break up. But I guess the problems were too much that Shana's like, this is not going to work. Which was probably like the most honest thing she said so far. Um, mind you, I have not finished the second half of the season yet. Okay, so my 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 thoughts are not fully complete because I've not made it to the end yet. But um, yeah, so there's that. Um, so she pre- so so then so there's there's another party. See these parties of see the, the I think the purpose of a lot of parties in reality TV is to like throw drama, obviously. Drinks flowing, whatnot. Um, so basically, at this party, it's pretty much everybody in the pods, even those who did not leave with an engagement, even those who are not part of the four or five couples getting the wedding, right? So, um, there, Shayna ends up showing up. This is when we find out that Shayna called Natalie, who's engaged to Shane calls Natalie and she's like oh I can hook you up with someone if you and Shane don't work out and it's just like why on earth would you say that why is that something like you're you're insinuating that they may not work out that there's a chance that they won't work out and it seems like you're kind of betting on it so interesting is that like Shayna and Shane crazy how similar they're names are but uh, Shayna and Shayna ended up having a conversation and pretty much Shayna was like why did you say that and Shayna pretty much just dramatically just gaslit Shane the whole time she's like oh that was taken out of context that's not what I meant and then she says it was out of context and then she continues to like rant about the relationship and pretty much say that it's comical. Is that, is that how you say that? Is it comical or comic, comic, comicable? So, so okay. Anyways, is it comical or comicable? However you say it, she pretty much said that she found she. It's funny that they think that they're you know meant for one another. Pretty much saying that she doesn't think that they're meant for one another. And pretty much says that the relationship is fake. Pretty much said that the relationship is fake. So not only did she like just gaslight him. Saying that she didn't mean what she just said. About hooking up Natalie with another guy. If those two don't work out. Now she's saying that the relationship is fake. So. It's just interesting that how like. She pretty much is like trying to get the world to like accommodate for her because like honestly had she because during during her breakup from kyle um um she pretty much told him that oh yeah i still have feelings for shane and that's kind of like been part of it this whole time and kyle was like why didn't you tell me this before why are you just now telling me this and she wants to say, oh, I didn't have time. That's a lie. <laughs> like, she clearly had enough time. She had enough time when she ran back and told Shane. She had time when um, Kyle proposed to her. She could have said something then. She had plenty of time 
when they got out into the real world in Mexico, like, had she not left the resort in Mexico, she could have told him then. She, point being, she had plenty of time to be honest about how she actually felt about Shane. Had she told Shane in a reasonable time that she still had feelings for him, she would have had the chance. So I just feel like I can't feel bad for her or I can't really care enough to like understand her frustration because it's just like she kind of did this to herself. Like has she just been honest from the jump and told Shane about how she actually felt from the start, she would not be in this position. Like, so there, so there's that. So that's that drama. So I, I feel like Shayna is kind of like, um, sort of like, I don't want to say villain of the season because I don't really think there's like a villain of this show, but more like the pot stirrer, you know what I mean? And it's just kind of like, you know, kind of like, yeah, I can't cuss on here, but anyway, she, I'm gonna say villain, but not really villain, but like that person who's like starts all the drama and like kind of like gets in between a, a already stable couple and like doing doing the most. So there's that. Um, so I uh, like I said, Jared and Ayana. So Jared ended up he had Mallory said yes to his question. He would probably have proposed to her. So. It, it feels like Ayana, there's like this lingering um, thing where Ayana may be the second choice. Um, what I just watched like half an hour ago or like almost an hour ago uh, was that like he was like going out to a bar with his friends. It was a Tuesday, Taco Tuesday. And Ayana kind of like had this question like, okay, am I going to have to deal with the fact that he goes out a lot, especially during 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 the week? So not only does the problem of her potentially being a second choice, it's also the problem of him going out too much. There's that. Um, so the last couple is Nick and Danielle. <laughs> so I sent out a funny tweet about this. Um, and like, um, during the party of, so like, so Danielle seems to have like a habit of like, making problems out of nothing and like see i'm kind of like giving like these reads about these people like i actually know them but um based off what i see on the show <laughs> she makes these problems out of nothing so when all the couples were in mexico and they're in that party uh with all the couples and whatnot she wasn't able to go to that party because she was too sick so um nick was in the party by himself so apparently there was like a, such a time during the party where Danielle was out on the balcony of her like hotel room and she could see the party from her balcony. So when Nick came back from the party, she's like, yeah, I saw, uh, I saw you, uh, she was talking to Nick when he came back. She's like, oh, I saw you talking to someone. What were you talking about? So it became a huge argument because she's like, she basically said that she saw him talking to somebody and he was kind of like by himself and they were talking like for a long time or whatever. And Nick was kind of like, you know, taken aback and like kind of confused. Like, what are you talking about? So that is like a consistent thing where Danielle sees something or 
she hears something and then like she makes sense of something that it's not and it becomes a huge argument so so that was sometimes it's kind of funny to watch how she sort of like makes it a conversation that she did not expect it to go and it becomes this huge argument so there's that um it's 956 but um I'm loving this season of Love is Blind so far. I've been, like, tweeting about it all day. Or at least, like, the last hour and a half I've been tweeting about it. Um, I gotta see. My favorite social media platform is Twitter because every there, every, everybody there is kind of, like, you know, mentally insane. <laughs> but anyways, but, um, so yeah, I've been live tweeting the show this whole like evening and night and um people i'm getting notifications people are still liking my tweet but um yeah so love love is blind season two is living up to season one in the aspect of drama but like in the aspect of like i forgot a couple i just realized and i have three minutes left um depty yipty and shake um there are this how did I forget this? See, this is what happens when I try to do stuff by memory. Okay, I'm going to talk about them in two minutes. So, pretty much, um, Shake kind of, like, started off really shaky, to be quite honest. A lot of his, um, questions towards people were pretty shallow. He even said, oh, would I be, would I be able to carry you on my shoulders during a, a music festival? That would be the question he would ask everybody. But then towards the end of his time in the pods, he was like, oh yeah, I've changed my outlook. That's way more than the surface level stuff. Da 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 So then him and Depty, they get engaged. Da da They go to Mexico. And then comes to find out that Shake isn't like physically attracted to Depty. But he hasn't told her that. At least not as far as I've watched. As you know, I have not finished the season yet. He has not told her yet that he isn't physically attracted. And it's just like interesting because I, I kind of tweeted out, I'm like, that is not something you say in the confessional. That is not something you say in your interviews. You you, you have to state that in, a, in in real life. You can't just like, you know, let that go. So yeah, there's there's not really much to say about that besides the fact that he's not, sexu- not sexually attracted to her. He, he, he said that he sees her as like an aunt. He gives she gives him auntie vibes, which is like the worst thing you can say about someone. But yeah, so like I said, season two of, of Love Is Blind is great in drama, but it's lackluster when it comes to these couples because every single couple has these major issues. At least in season one, you had like at least one or two couples that you know are like solid um i could think of a couple right now that i'm like blanking on their names but um you knew that like in season one a couple of the uh two of these couples one or two of these couples are like really solid and you know that they're not like gonna break up anytime soon um but like with this season there are like major issues with every single couple and it's so weird like 
from me. That was this episode of the Cheney Chronicles. If you miss an episode, head to Spotify and Apple and Google Podcasts to listen. Also head to anchor.fm slash Cheney Chronicles to listen there too. Thanks for listening, stop procrastinating, and good night.